Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. Uh, this is the regular original show. Um, I've got so used to saying the bonus show. It's uh, quite refreshing to be back with Rich in his garden room. Rich, how are you? Hello, Patch. It's been a while, hasn't it, young man? It has. I think the last one was uh, head of comms of Bristol City, Dave Barton, wasn't it? Or was it? No, you haven't released that one we did on the, the outside broadcast. What was that? Is that still on the back burner? The older. Uh, Brazzabun, Brazzab, whatever it's called, arena. No, the Brab, the Brabazon. No, well, yeah. we didn't, we didn't actually record there, did we? We just went along, met the comms team, and a few of the team had a tour of the uh, hangars and looked at what the possibilities of the YTL arena could be and will be, I should say. We, I got, a, I got an email uh, the other day actually with a, a bit of an update, so contacted them and uh, we're hoping to get them on in the near future. So. Andrew Bellingham, who's sort of heading it up, he was part of the uh, development of Ashton Gate Stadium as well. So he's um, he's the top man at the moment there, and uh, yeah, hoping to get him on and learn more about him, his background, and f- the future, the coming months and years really of the YTL Arena development. But yeah, it was fantastic to go down there, Rich, wasn't it? It was um, what it, uh, what it, it's it going to be. It's brilliant. I didn't realize the buildings of that size kind of existed just to make planes in. You know what I mean? There's like you kind of see office blocks going upwards, but this building was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Wide and height and depth and all sorts. And the village is going to, yeah, the village, be amazing. That's going to be created around it is going to be quite something as well. But that's uh, sort of 10, 15 years down the line, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think we'll see it, Patch. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, we've, we've got a, a third peep on the podcast today. I've been on his show, he's been on the bonus show. And it's Andy from the Bang Bang Podcast in Staple Hill. Andy, how are you? Good evening, chaps. Yeah, coming to Andy. you from sunny, sunny Staple Hill. <laughs> yeah, keeping this local. We've got uh, me and Emerson's, you in Staple Hill, and Rich in Bars Court. So it's the, the triangle of doom. Yeah. Well, you're listening to all the people who've been on before. I mean, it's steamed company, to be honest. This is just kind of, yeah. You oh. had, um, we, we let all sorts in, mate. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Clearly not fussy, no. So fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great to get back to uh, back to basics and and chat as much as we want about whatever we want, really. Um, obviously, we're three days removed from Halloween. Uh, Rich, you were out. What did you dress up as again? Uncle Festa, was it? No, I, I didn't dress up. Uh, me youngest had some friends around, so they had a they had a bit of a, a tea together. And they were to be the ones to open the front door whenever kids come to our house. I just, me, I just, I escaped to this room. I escaped to this garden room for a bit, and then they were out trick or treating themselves just for a bit, and yeah. that was it. I was, I was mainly shut away here just to allow kids the free run of the house, really, whilst the wife picked up the pieces. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I did the same. Really, I manned the fort whilst the kids went out to collect in sweets, and uh, this is what they got me um, in this little Halloween pumpkin thing here. So I've got a selection of. Love hearts, Haribo, lollies, all sorts. So uh, I'll try not to munch on that throughout the podcast. Uh, did you, Andy? Did you? Uh, did your kids go out, or did you, were you man in the fort? How did it work for you? I was working, unfortunately, so I was in work from seven till half seven. So I kind of oh, missed right. out on all of it. The kids went to see. Um, I think they re-released the first Harry Potter film. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard so they went to see that, and then they went to. Um, a little party and then went trick or treating. So they had a great time. And we had an in service day on Monday. Yeah. 
So we spent all Monday going through the buckets of sweets they had and I was kind of sneakily putting the ones I want in my pocket as we were divvying them up yeah, between between buckets. But yeah, but they had a good time, great time. So excellent. That's quite that's quite good going to, for them to sit through a Harry Potter film in the cinema at that age, isn't it? They're quite young. Aren't yeah. They? Well, yeah, they're five and they're seven, but it's seen the the older ones like heavily into Harry Potter and the younger one kind of sort of tags along. She loves it. So, but they've they've we I was on holiday. We were on holiday last week and they were showing. I think every night on ITV2, they had all the, all the Harry Potter films every night on around about the same time. So he went to bed each night watching the Harry Potter films. They've seen them all loads of times before. So, But my wife took them, but again, they're at that age now where I, I took them to the um, uh, pre-season friendly against Villa City. Mm. And again, they're... Two scar, girls, scar for life, scar for life. Get them off to a good start, yeah. Um, but literally, it's just a rotation between the toilet between the two of them. So you, I spent a good probably forty-five minutes at a match, just going in and out. Um, a, a kid, a kid I worked with, um, he done it. He done a great little trick on his on his kid when he first took him down the Ashton Gate. He kind of watched. They're watching the first half, and he's getting a bit kind of restless. His, his kid. Yeah. So before before the second half, uh, before the first half ended, he took him down into the dominant stand, like in the concourse bit. Obviously, half time come and went. We went back up as the second half had already started. So his son didn't have didn't see the halftime break, have the excuse to go home. Yeah. He just thought he just thought it was a continuous game. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he was worried at halftime his, his son to say, Oh, can we go home now? No, is that it? But uh yeah, right. he managed to trick him. There was no halftime. So non-stop action. Yeah. Yeah. Non-stop. I took my girls well, back to in the, the back uh, in the day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took my girls to when they did the um the first ladies match of I can't remember which season it was when they had the game against Brighton and they played that down at Ashton Gate. I took them to that and that was nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> and I went from that. It was the same night as Gloucester were playing um like a Tito Wetley quarter final. So I left the kids, the, the wife came and pick, picked me and the kids up, took the kids home, dropped me up on Gloucester Road. It was only then afterwards I was chatting with my mates. So I realized that there was actually a penalty in the game which I think the city keeper saved. Obviously, I was in the toilet at that point, doing the kind of the shuttle runs between the toilet, between the two of them. So <laughs> the one thing that actually happened in the game, all three of us were in the loo anyway, so we missed it. So God, I could just but, imagine um, it's a constant, can I have a snack? Can I go to the toilet? Can I have a drink? <laughs> yeah. I, yep. I, I took my daughter to the first game of the season at the Robins High Performance Centre for the women. Um, yeah. And it was absolutely baking. So to be fair, we, we didn't dress as if it was going to be baking. So, um, yeah, I was constantly trying to find shade and then she wanted a drink. Then she wanted her packed lunch that she brought. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I won't be taking a child to a Bristol city match for quite some time. <laughs> no, um, no. Mind, he's got a 10 year old and he, he was like, so we took them to, we took, there's four of us. So me and my mate, his two kids and my two girls went to the uh, preseason, preseason game against Villa. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. And then he took his 10-year-old to the Preston game this season at home. And he's trying to convince me. And I'm like, I'm not taking, I'm not taking my kid to, to, to watch a proper game. Yeah. Especially Preston at home. Well, you can't you won't be able to watch our, it, will you? Our kids, our kids must think, why the hell do we support Bristol City? <laughs> the shit, the shit we're watching. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've taken my eldest a few times and she, she hasn't seen a good game yet and I, she says no. oh, can, I, can I come down and I say why it's rubbish she's, yeah, but I just like being 
No, because I just like, be, just, yeah. I, like be, I like being there. There's something about the city ground that's just likes being there. So, yeah. Don't know what, but it, it ain't the football. Yeah. But as I said, Andy, um, your podcast all about wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. It was great to come on that the other night. And uh, Rich is also a big fan of wrestling, Rich, aren't you? Yeah, that and the pantomime. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know which one's more realistic. Or... Well, I, got, I got one question about wrestling. How do, how do they choose who wins? Because obviously, the, like your Hulk Hogan's in the world, who got really famous by being this champion. If, yeah. it's, all, if, it's, all, if it's all kind of staged, and how, what do they do? Draws out of a hat or something? Well, no, it's written by by like a, a producer or a kind of like a somebody who books the okay. books the show. So it's all like the start of the night. What? Oh god! But, but if you're, if you're <laughs> yeah, the villain, yeah, but, if you, I guess you, I guess you audition. You want to be the villain, do kind of thing. You. It's more fun to be the villain. Yeah, I'd I, just wonder, I just wonder if one day you, you no, you want to be the winner. You want to beat Hulk Hogan? Would he be up for that? Or we call probably it probably not. No, Rich, we call it a heel. <laughs> a heel. In the uh, wrestling yeah. industry, all oh, right. In the business, not a, not yeah, a villain. Jargon. That's the pantomime, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I get. Yeah, bit blurred, in, bit blurred lines. In, in which theory, is the sort of person to say that it's not real wrestling. Real wrestling's Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. But I know that also <laughs> yeah, means yeah. a lot to you too. <laughs> well, that's where it all started for me. That's where it started and ended on a Saturday afternoon. World of Sport, Dickie Davis, wasn't it? Got Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy. That was the. Old Granny's sat in the front, wasn't it? That's what it used to be. Well, yeah. Uh, so Andy's podcast last week was actually about world yeah. of sport. So uh, you might want to have a listen to yeah. that one, Rich. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you're offended. That's a very loose maybe, yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I think you went for a tunnel there. I lost you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to get, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but um, yeah, it's something that, um, you know, we've probably never grown out of. Andy, um, and yeah, yeah, it's it's something that uh, I still find entertaining. So, uh, long live the Bang Bang podcast! You get some uh, some great guests on, some very knowledgeable guests, and then I come on. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> just about just about get by. But uh, <laughs> one thing that we did on your podcast, and I know you do this every podcast, is the top ten from mm-hmm. the week of that particular pay per view that you're discussing. So I've yeah. um, I've I've taken that, I've bastardized it. <laughs> um, and I've got a little quiz for both of you to start off the proceedings this evening. I know Rich okay. loves loves a quiz. Love so, a quiz so this, I'm going to give you a year, and I want to know what was number one in the charts on Halloween in that year. Okay? <sighs> so Jeez. I'm, I'm going to give you four options on each on each one. So you guys, you, otherwise you'll have no chance. I was going to say to <laughs> Yeah. So, so uh, Rich first, and then if you get it wrong, I'll throw it over to Andy. Keep your scores. Um, so, 1975, Rich, is the year. So, um, the the date is October the 31st. Always the same. Always 1975. <laughs> and your options are SOS, ABBA, Hold Me Close, David Essex, Feelings, Morris Albert, or I Only Have Eyes for You, Art Garfunkel. I'm going to ask one question first. Are those songs all from that year? Yes. Don't you know? All right. Um, hold me close. I'm going to go with Dave. David Essex. Yeah, hold me close. I'll fire it over to Andy. Oh, I would have said David Essex as well, because that's a good song. That's a great <laughs> um, song. 
What were the other options? Always the same. To some extent, not at all. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, SOS, ABBA, Hold Me Close, Feelings, Morris Albert, I Only Have Eyes For You, Art Garfunkel. Um, let's go for SOS, shall we? No, it was I Only Have Eyes For You by Art Garfunkel. So, nil-nil. Right, Andy. Can I just throw a bit of trivia in about uh, oh, SOS that, ABBA? I'd love you if you did. I don't know. I can't remember the name. Of, is it a palindrome where it's like, it says the same backwards, like yeah. noon? Yeah. Yeah. SOS and ABBA, the only time a title and a group's had a palindrome each. That's thing. fantastic. That is great, great wow. knowledge. Right. That deserves um, a point, doesn't that? Surely. Yeah. No, not in this Thank game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not in this game. <laughs> right, 1981, the year of my birth. Um, so, Andy, your options. The Birdie song, Tweets, Every Little Thing She Does, The Police, It's Raining by Shaking Stevens, or It's My Party by Dave Stewart featuring Barbara Gaskin. Um, I used to have a Shaking Stevens scarf when I was a kid, so I'm going to say Shaking Stevens. Uh, incorrect, Rich. The birdie oh. song, every little thing she does, or it's my party. I'm going to go with the birdie song. It's it's my party. So again, uh, no uh, uh, any interesting facts about Chicken Stevens or anything, Rich? Before I move on, the Welsh Arvis. Um, what's his real name? Andy, camera's name. I don't know what his real name is. <laughs> Actually, he was in. I saw him posted the post about him because he was in the in the news because he was getting his. Covid booster and it said his real name in that, but I didn't um didn't register. Ah, there we go. Uh, you had your Covid mm. booster today, didn't you? I did, yeah. And Touchwood, so I had a flu, my flu jab as well, both at the same time. One what, each what? arm. Crikey, you must be uh, a pin cushion. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, Touchwood. Like human dartboard. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But if I start talking rubbish, wait. Just you know, it'd be no difference to normal, really, but slightly more rubbish. And Andy, if you were here at eight o'clock, um, as yeah. arranged, not eight minutes late, you would have seen <laughs> yeah. me and Rich standing up and applauding you as the NHS. So, uh, you missed that. Oh, thanks, thanks yeah. very much, mate. Uh, did you record it? I don't know if you recorded it, did you? Pat? No, I forgot to press record. Um, right, no. 1986. Uh, this is Rich first. Every loser wins, Nick Berry. You can uh, call me out. Got, 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 got a bit of trivia about that. Oh, good. You can call me out, Paul Simon. Walk like an Egyptian, the bangles, and take my breath away, Berlin. What what great four songs that is. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm going to go with... See, that should be... It's not like Christmas, is it? At Christmas, you get a Christmas song. Halloween, you don't. Yeah, but that, that would be easy. I'm going to say the bangles, walk like an Egyptian. She was lovely, Susanna Hoffs. Uh, no, Andy, over to you. Um... Let's go for uh, Nick Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. That's one point to Andy and uh, Rich. What's the interesting fact? Um, when I went to remember the Stoke City, Bristol City Football League trophy final in 2000. Yes. We lost, Auto win screen shield. Joe Bernal was substitute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damien Spencer scored for us or was it Paul Holland in the end? I can't remember. Paul Holland. But, um, it was disputed, um, wasn't it? It was like in between. I yeah, think it went through yeah. Spencer's I think, legs, didn't it? Yeah, I think Holland yeah. headed it, didn't he? It but, was um, yeah, horrible. It was pretty, that horrible gold shirt, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure Nick Barry. Oh, I like that the, shirt. <laughs> I think Nick Barry played in the celebrity game before, right? So we, oh, and I he? saw him outside. I saw him outside, and I shout out Wixie, and I just shout out Wixie, Wixie. Every loser wins, and just oh, we laughed and laughed. Is that why we lost? <laughs> 
No, we lost because Lewis Carey switched off. That's right. On the free, yeah, kick. <laughs> on the free kick. Yeah. Come on, Lewis. Let's get him. Let's let's get him on the podcast. Let's bring him in. Um, Just for that. Right, 1991. Now, um, so I think it's Andy. Andy, Andy to go first. Yeah. Andy to throw first. Right. Wind of change, Scorpions. What a tune. The Fly. You two. Everything I do. Brian Adams. Go, Moby. Mm. Brian Adams is number one for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's a fair chance it was that, surely. Was it? Is that that your answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Rich? Ah. That was was my thinking. It's number one for a whole year. I'm going to go with... 16 weeks, wasn't it? It's enough, isn't it? Four months, isn't it? Um, You to the fly. Correct, Rich. Well done. (sighs) Right. Um, One all. One all. So now it's 1996, back with Rich, I think. Uh, the options are, if you ever, E17 featuring Gabrielle. Number uh, B is Insomnia, Faithless. Uh, say You'll Be There, Spice Girls, or Words by Boyzone. Quite an eclectic mix there. You think of all the good songs in that era, like your Britpop, and you chose those four. Um, I knew you'd be livid about that. 1996 is your favourite year of all time, isn't it? Yeah, 25, Train Spot was out, Yoris was on, Britpop. I was, I was, in, the, I was in my prime. Um, I'm going to say Spice Girls then. Oh, yes. With a mouthful of Brewdog Lost Lager whilst you said that. Oh, I, I was drinking that a few weeks ago. Nice little, t- nice little drop, in it? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a drink on the go, Andy? I drink in hot chocolate. Flipping hell. Errol, you- Errol Brown. So is that, yeah. is that is that a Bristol City kits on that mug? Mm. Where'd you get that? So my friend, um, my friend lives up in York. She was a gas head, mm-hmm. and he was uh, going out with this girl, and she got him a mug for his birthday. <laughs> he said, "Oh, you like uh, you like football, don't you? You're from Bristol, you like that team from Bristol." We got him this mug with all the all the old city shirts. I don't know where she got it from. That's but he set it down to me because he didn't want it. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's like walking into the high performance centre. Um, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the only cup of Bristol City on it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've got this one. I've got the the Wayne Allison cup. Yeah. Um, right. So, Rich, two one to you. Uh, two thousand and one, Andy to throw first. Here's some classics. Because I got high, Afro man. Hey baby, DJ Otzi. You rock my world, Michael Jackson or Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. As this Halloween, should we go for Michael Jackson? Incorrect, Rich. Uh, uh Michael Jackson theme. I'll go from Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm then. It was Afro Man, unfortunately. Uh right, 2006. Put your hands up for Detroit, Fede Le Grand. Uh, America by Razor Light, Something Kind of Ooh by The Girls Aloud, and Star Girl McFly. So I don't know. I think it's Rich you, to go you, first. Uh, but have you seen the decline in the songs? I, from 1975 uh, to the, the whole reason yeah. I've done this is to give you the airtime. Even the names of the groups, <laughs> and it, and even like the covers. There's a, there's a lot of covers in there as well. I thought you might have picked up on that. Uh. By law, if you release a song to cover it, it should say on the, it should say in your band name 
originally by, you know what I mean? Let's just say blue space shoes, originally by Elvis, but by Boyzone this time. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I can't remember the name of the group, so I'm going to go with the third one you said. Something kind of ooh, girls are late. Yeah. No. Andy? I'll go for McFly. Correct. So that's two apiece, I think, eh? with, uh, oh. with three Can questions I... to go. Uh, right, 2011, um, Andy to throw first. Wherever You Will Go by Charlene Soraya. And that's actually a, a cover. Um, Moves Like Jagger, Maroon 5. Read All About It, Professor Green featuring Emily Sande. And When I Was Younger by The Rizzle Kicks. You like The Rizzle Kicks, don't you, Rich? I like one song. Oh, right, Mama okay. do, do The Hump one. Yeah. Um, um, dead air, dead air is a crime. Dead air, dead air, dead air. We'll go for we'll go for Rizzle Kicks then. Okay. No. Right. Rich. No. Uh, Charlene Spittery. What her name is? Charlene Soraya. No, it was read all about it. Emily Sunday. Right. Two two. Going into the last two questions. Twenty sixteen. Um, shout out to my ex, Little Mix, My Way, Calvin Harris, Rockabye, Clean Bandit, or The Greatest, Sia. I don't know who's going first. I, I'm hoping you guys know. Andy, right. I think it's, it's uh, Rich, isn't it? Yeah, did you, I think, mate. I went for... Um... Is it? Oh, is it? Mate? It might be me, actually. Yeah, oh, no, I don't know. Rich. You went for... Yeah, go on. Um, I'm going to go Little Mix, then. Correct. Three gets ten. Oh, I think Four. it was me actually. What would you have said, Anne? A little mix. No, I would. No, no, no. no. I forgot um, what Pat said already. To be honest. So. Brilliant. Right, last one. It's three two. You can equalise, and then I'll have to come up with a tiebreaker. Right, twenty twenty one. This should be a much Man. easier. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, last week. Fucking hell. So, uh, my universe. Coldplay. Out. Out by Joel Corey. Bad habits. Ed Sheeran or Easy on Me. Adele. Oh, it's got to be, well, say Adele. It is Adele, 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> I, I know it was. <laughs> oh, God, right, okay. Um, brilliant. Now, that is a good, a good segment that you do there. You just run through them, don't you, the top 10 in that in that weekend? Yeah, well, the guy who I was doing it with originally, Steve, he was um, uh, an actual proper musician, an old punk and I used to run through these, especially like the 80s ones. I'm, I'm heavily into my 80s oh, music. Yeah. And he would like react with disgust to me banging on for 10 minutes about how great like, the, the Bee Gees are. <laughs> he'd, he'd rile up against all these things I'd be saying. Like, and I mean, it's good to look back. I mean, the mm. one, I, the one I did yesterday is from 2004. There's not much on that to sort of get excited about. But the, 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 um, the 80s got to be the best decade for... Oh yeah, yeah. Just what the, we did last week was just a different, five. just the different types. Yeah, you went from ska. You no, know, you went punk, ska, yeah. new romantics to all sorts in eighties. Right, you covered like loads of different genres in that one decade. Yeah. When, when yeah. was the old I, romantics phase? Nineteen forties. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Right, so and uh, we'll get to one of our uh, our more regular segments now, and that's uh, Rich's rant. Um, I can feel the ring road coming along, Rich. Well, it wasn't going to be the ring road, but as is quite topical and recent, the ring road, if you don't know, the one Raxor, they've created a throughabout, 
which only cost uh, only took 18 months and cost 6.9 million quid in it or something like that. Bargain. But what I will say, the one bonus, the one positive I'll say about it is I think it has achieved what it set out to do. The roads that come onto that runabout from Tower Road and Raxall actually are a lot emptier than it used to be. It does allow cars to get onto the uh, runabout rather than waiting ages for a little gap. It actually does allow more traffic. But because we went through COVID, which obviously kept the traffic down, and they had 18 months of the build, the traffic was so quiet around where I live. It was it was brilliant, and we kind of got used to it. Now it's open. It's back to how it was probably before, but it just seems a lot louder now. And I also think with the traffic, when you come, if you come straight across that roundabout, over if the, if the traffic lights are green, you ain't got uh, you ain't got to stop. So they just fly through there. But it used to have a, a roundabout to kind of slow them down. You had to negotiate the roundabout, go around, and then hit the, the accelerator again. Now they just floor it. So straight through these cars with these stupid bloody popping exhaust, loud engines. You no, know, they've got they're probably the shittest car ever on the road, but they got these stupid exhausts. And I do think as well, a lot of cars must do like a circuit and try and time it so the traffic lights go red we're not on that roundabout so it's almost like a formula one grid and a beep 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 I'm, I'm sure they just they come around hit it when it's red and it's like a starting grid now which makes it even lighter so if chris skidmore can put his fucking ass out of his ass <laughs> pit some traffic over uh speed cameras or something because that is the only stretch of ring road is that's the only stretch of ring road between Raxor and asda that actually has houses right on the ring road so they did a little stupid bit of acoustic fencing on the corner, which made no difference to anyone because it's just a footpath. Mm. When they should have done a whole whole acoustic fencing along that whole carriageway, really, in my opinion. I know they say budgets, things like that, but if it costs 6.9 million, I'm sure a 300 grand wouldn't have made a difference. Mm. But is that, like I said, is there any bit of ring road with houses directly on the back of it? Either bring a speed limit in 40, 50, or if it is a speed limit, at least have something there to people get done if they didn't do the speed limit. If it was uh, 6.9 million, Rich, which I, which I think it was, um, are the traffic lights smart enough that if there isn't anyone that wants to go left, you know, if I'm coming from my side of town, does the does the throughabout lane stay green all the time? I guess if you're coming left, it, it's just like a filter lane anyway, isn't it? so you can just shoot off left anyway. As if you yeah, want, sorry, if you want if to go right, yeah. It, yeah, if you want to go right now, this roundabout, you've got to get into the left-hand lane. Yeah, and go, go around and then, the roundabout. It's, it's almost like when you exit motorway, you've got to come off on the left, obviously, then go under the motorway usually to go right. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. I don't know why people get confused, but they are. Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess it, I don't know if they got in changing in peak hours to allow more. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe at this time of night, they might just keep it green long, longer or not. You'd like I to once, think that um, they're smart enough. Yeah, you'd hope so. I once... Uh, knew the guy whose brother controlled the traffic lights in central Bristol. Um, and he had to watch all the cameras and try and keep the traffic going. That's like an, a game on the, on the iPad that you used to play, Rich, with the with the flights and bringing all the planes in. Oh, Remember yeah, yeah. One? Oh, and then that game was a great game, wasn't it? <laughs> but I, I was always told, I was always told, when I'd done like, I'd done like a speeding, like we've all done it, we've been caught speeding, we took the speeding score thing at Plansdown Racetrack. I was sure I was told if you kind of zoom towards a green light, it automatically goes red. It can okay. it can it can sense your speed going towards it, so it will slow you down. If you stick to the speed limit, you will get through the traffic lights. They're kind of timed, so as you go for that one, the next one goes green, and so on. Andy, have That's you been told. through the through about yet? I don't actually drive, guys. So I've literally got no <laughs> idea what you're all about. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, what, you've never the- passed drive. You've never passed driving test, or you just well, don't drive. No, see, I didn't. I know. I didn't even really 
I never learned to drive when I was younger. And then when I was about 30, just before the kids were born, 34, 35, I decided, right, I'm going to have a go. Yeah. So I, I've had four driving tests and obviously <laughs> the ball. Um, I think it's like a mental block because right. in the end I was going around the instructor and he was like, okay, well, you're kind of, you're driving. So there's not really much more I can, can, can do, but I get into the test and just make like a daft mistake. And after four you, attempts, what, I was what like, have your, what have your four fails been on? Do you remember? Well, well, so the first one, I, I wasn't ready basically. Right. I think I took it really early. So I was just crap on that one. So the second one, I, I thought I'd nailed it. I what, literally nailed, nailed, nailed a grandma walking across the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I thought I'd actually, I like, I got all the way around and I was pulling into the, to the test center in Southmead. I was like, right, I haven't, I've done this. Like I've, I've done it. So I took like extra time to pull in just to make sure I didn't make any more mistakes. <laughs> I pulled in, parted up and he was like, I'm afraid you've, you've not passed. And I was like, okay. So he felt me for, you know, the big, um, the big roundabout is up. I felt they're going to go to Gloucester Road, going to go to Southmead, going to go that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he said that I didn't, when I was um, changing lanes, I didn't check my mirror, apparently. So and that, that's in the lights controlled roundabout as well. So is that a major so, fault, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the third, I can't remember the third. To be honest, the fourth, the fourth, I was um, doing a manoeuvre and I was basically, I was following the directions and I ended up going down a dead end, which obviously wasn't the direction I was given. And I was like, I fucked this up now. Um, but I managed to turn the car around, come out of the dead end and come back onto the road like normal. But in my I head, just, I was, I was like, say, surely that's just a mistake people make, isn't it? Surely, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Uh, surely the fact you corrected it. But I think in my head, I thought I've screwed this up now. And at the end, she was like, um, Hey, I'm afraid you've you've not passed. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, fair enough. And she said, no, it was as we were coming along down by Blaze Castle. She said, you were very close to one of the cars. And if their mirror would have been out, you would have, you would have hit it. Christ. Blimey. Okay. Like, well, it's quite horrible. But it wasn't, about that point, I, I thought, it's, it's not for <laughs> I you. I keep doing this. Ain't worth it. But I've got three years left on my provisional. Okay. So I still might go back and have another go. It's been a few years now. So, so you're saying yeah, so there's I, a chance. There is a chance. There is a chance. Okay. So are you, but, um, are you a, a cyclist then, I assume? No, no, no. I don't really ride a bike either. So <laughs> how'd you get about? <laughs> well, <laughs> see, like, so I live in Staple Hill. So since COVID, I started walking to work, which is about five miles. Okay. Almost. I normally get the bus. It's fairly easy bus route from Staple Hill to Southmead. And apart from that, I, you know, would get the bus or yeah, public transport. Or, oh, good man, good man. Okay, well, that, uh, that, that their end of the ring road talk because uh, there's there's nothing sorry, yeah. there's nothing from Andy on that one. Um, <laughs> so I just got back off off of a, a cruise um, in going. We did a UK cruise for my mother-in-law's 70th we went from southampton to liverpool to belfast and back to southampton um so a couple of rants from me i don't want to use them up as room of dooms but a couple of couple of rants so obviously a cruise ship uh lots of lifts lots of food lots of buffets etc so 
One thing that really annoys me is when people try and get in the lift as I'm trying to get out of the lift, you know, with a with a buggy and with other people. And on one occasion, I did actually drop the shoulder on a teenager uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I did, it had already happened to me twice in that in that day. And I just thought, no, nah, I'm not having it this time. So, uh, yeah, drop the shoulder. Um, buffets, people literally go up, get their food and then just turn around and walk. And there's plenty of people behind them. And a number of times I saw plates of food going all over the floor. You almost have to sort of maneuver yourself away and, and walk sideways rather than turn around and just walk. It was absolute carnage at times up at the up at the buffet. But the food was absolutely incredible. I'd recommend uh, I recommend the uh, the anthem of the seas was the was the was the ship we were on. Bloody big bugger. Um, they had this amazing lounge at the back of the ship. It was called the 270 lounge. And that was the, the the degrees view that you had. Have a look. Look it up on YouTube, TWO70. Um, and they had these six TV screens. Must have been 100, and, 100 odd inch TV screens, but they were all robotic. And they had different formations and everything. It's uh, It was an incredible, incredible show. But uh, we watched We Will Rock You, the actual West End musical was on there. We will rock you. Yeah, absolutely. Beatles celebration, a tribute act. Um, and the Jersey Boys were on there as well in, in terms of a tribute act. So great entertainment, great food, put on about a stone in five nights, which is always quite impressive. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was my little uh, my my few little rants of, of the lift situation was the most most the biggest one that annoyed me, Rich. I'd have thought I'd have thought a buffet would be like the good old fashioned wedding buffet where you kind of enter at one end and no, no. So it's if you've ever been to like Zaza Bazaar, it's like station, 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 you know, like dotted uh, all yeah, over yeah. the place. Um, and not as big as Zaza Bazaar either. But uh, but yeah, absolute, absolute chaos. Um is it like a free for all? They do a table at a time, don't they? That no, no, you you just it was that classic one from the buffet of you get you get showed to your table, you sit down and you get straight back up again. Um, which always which always amuses me. But uh, on this occasion, obviously because of COVID, you couldn't serve yourself. So you had to stand there and wait for the guy who was behind the counter who was serving like three other people at the same time to, to serve you, which uh, which which was frustrating. Oh, forget it. Yeah, exactly. Um, take, some, take some sandwiches. But Liverpool and Belfast were good. I went to <laughs> Liverpool um, shopping centre in the middle, had the, the had a massive Liverpool superstore. So I went in there and they had, uh, it, was, it was the, um, lots of posters about you know justice for ninety seven and a kit with everyone's well it's ninety seven now, um, so get that right. Um, have they so that, have they changed the t shirt? I think they might have. <laughs> Albert Dock as well was great, and then Belfast was a real real strange um, atmosphere in Belfast. Obviously with what's going on there, and we, we were on the open top bus tour and went round. Um, see where it all sort of kicked off all the murals on the wall uh, yeah lovely city but um, yeah really strange atmosphere I don't know if you've ever, in, ever, ever in, been I've been to Albert Dock obviously the, the day we uh, beat their pulling the Epic up mm. the, went to Albert Dock had a coffee and we did the Beatles tour but um, Albert Dock I don't know if, is, the, is the floating map still there from Richard no. and Judy show was days that, was that there was it yeah that's where um, Fred Tolbert ah right <laughs> that's, what used to, that's what we used to do as a uh, weather yeah, we I didn't realise it was there. Yeah, I know. Good stuff. It's in prison now. Is he? Tampering, yeah. 
tampering. What with the weather? With the weather. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so let's get on to uh, the room of doom, which is um, it's basically for those who haven't listened before. It's like room one hundred and one, but we've changed the name. So um, I've got plenty. I don't know what episode this is. Actually, a bit like Andy at the start of his podcast, he can never remember the the number episode this is. Um, but I I think it's either one hundred and sixty or one hundred and seventy. Um, Rich, do you want to kick us off with your uh, your entry for this week? Yeah, I got a choice of two. I don't know which one. This could be another traffic one, or it could be one that I've just seen. And it avoid traffic because Andy right. can't join in. What avoid the traffic <laughs> one? Um, okay, is I saw it. I think this new. This is episode one six three. Actually, right. Rich, the last episode we did was how could we forget with Ali Durden, Tales from Tokyo. Oh, we did forget. Um, Carry on. Mine was I saw it a few times there because people obviously you're in pubs and you have to go outside now to smoke. Yeah, it's people who feel the need to put the cigarette behind their ear and walk out. <laughs> just, just <laughs> I saw it when I went when I took Cara for the weekend away to see a friend in Aberystwyth. I don't know if it's a Welsh thing, but uh, they they all seem to do it. So they rather than just walking out and then getting your fags out your pocket, put it behind your ear, almost like look at me. I'm going to smoke a fag in a minute. Aren't I hard? So that yeah, people who put fags behind their ears and walk around. Any particular any particular brand that annoys you more? What are them? What's, what's the big ones? I don't know. John Pair Lam- specials, Lambert Embassies. and Butler, Benson and Edges. They remember they were they were in like Bassett's England team, weren't they? Free Bentos. I don't know. Yeah, any brand. Yeah. Okay. Any particular ear? No. Things that she left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> If it's the left the one, that, that gives off a different signal to if it's the right one. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe it's a signal. Yeah. Maybe I should maybe I'm missing out on these. Maybe I've missed out on a few uh shenanigans. Absolutely. Takes me back to the cruise yeah, that, That's my uh, that's my room of doom. Okay. Um right, Andy, what have you got for us? Well, obviously I've never never done one of these sort of things before. So I I was thinking about things which I don't particularly like, which are quite popular, I suppose, or which um anything goes. Yeah, I was going to put rugby. I was going to put rugby in there. To be rugby, right? Yeah. <laughs> Join the club. Yeah, yeah. What is it you hate about I've rugby? Never, um... Hopefully, friend of the show, Joe Joe Joyce isn't listening. He might come around your own. Yeah, yeah. He lives in Southbury, doesn't he? So I think. Well, actually, I work in Southbury. He lives so in lives in Light Green now. Does he? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you move out of South, we don't you? When you get a few quid and a bit more famous. So, <laughs> no offense, Joe. Again, if you are listening, taking yeah. yourself a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I never really like a lot of my friends. Like a lot of my friends play rugby to a sort of decent level, and I've always grown up around. But I've I've never really liked rugby. I think it probably goes back to school because we played rugby at school, and uh, back at school I was quite. It's difficult to imagine it now looking at me, but I was quite live and uh, quite, quite fast. Al- quite so, alive. Quite alive. <laughs> quite live and fast. I said a massive head, but I was quite what skinny as well. You, what school did you go to? Down end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was stuck out on the wing for rugby. I used to get basically battered, taken out on a regular basis. Now like, this is this game isn't for me. And then as as time's gone on, I kind of get the there's a bit of a sort of self-righteousness about rugby as well, I think. How they kind of, it's more of a gentleman's sport and it's, you know, it's, 
you don't get the the fugs that you get going to watch rugby is the ones you get to watch football. And... It's, it's when they say, oh, it's a man's sport. If that was, oh, yeah. When, say like Ronaldo falls over. Oh, if that's a, you know, eating a real man. It's, what annoys me as well, every time England lose anything football-wise, yeah. somebody has to kind of pit the wages that England rugby team are on. Like it's like, yeah. it's, like, like it's comparable. Like, no. Oh, you know, if that was if that was a rugby team, the blah blah blah. Oh, million, no, people are in this much money to be shit at football. It's just, yeah, they just people seem to compare football to rugby all the time. Like, oh, it's a yeah. man's man sport. You don't say, oh, so what? Fucking Andrew Murray. Um, <laughs> but it's this kind of they automatically compare football to rugby, like like it's the same sport, but it's not. It's a completely different sport. Again, I'll play this clip back to uh, Taco Tone and Mark Podge Powell at, on the Christmas special in a month's time, who are both big rugby fans. But uh, absolutely, yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. As I said last night about the, uh, the the fans that were singing anti-Bristol City chants at the end of the game yeah. last night. I don't, I don't think anyone really cares about rugby. Do you? you don't get anyone who's a passionate <laughs> rugby fan. You people like support England. You don't get World yeah. Cup songs, dude. You don't get the World no. Cup rugby songs. You don't see the streets with... Uh, St. George flags everywhere or a, a packed like, pack, pack yeah. too. I'm a club rugby. Nobody really support. I mean, nobody's like a passionate Saracens fan, are they? <laughs> if, if, like, if, club, if, if club rugby was that important, they wouldn't play whilst the internationals are on, would they? Yeah. They still yeah. play, right? They're best players. So, I mean, it's no one gives a shit about rugby, really. I can, I can see no. where this is going. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did, did it get in or was well, that? <laughs> well I didn't explain the rules to you Andy did I actually no, so no, got my we, vote. we all um oh, we all yeah. put one forward and then we each vote but you can't vote for your own okay okay fine right um god I got a three here but they're, they're all probably you're gonna hate them all um I'm gonna go quite straightforward and simple um and it's something you all would have done you all both of you <laughs> would have done and that is uh standing on a child's toy in the front room or on the stairs or anywhere that initial obviously it depends what it is but that initial yeah, shock <laughs> that initial shock and then the fact that you try and almost do like a a commando role to to get away from the pain um that's that happens to me quite frequently um, because the kids are always leaving stuff lying around. But uh, yeah, it's that classic scene from Home Alone where he goes in the window and stands on the micro machines. But uh, yeah, that 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 pain um, is, is hard to replicate. So I'm going to go for standing on a rogue children's toy or part of a toy. Um, so let's go. Let's vote then. Uh, Rich, you've got the one I just said or rugby. Uh, rugby has to be uh, swept into that room, doesn't it? Jesus, okay. I, I didn't like the sport. I just I didn't like the people. Why they compare it to football? Just when they when they win something, they got to compare. Or if, if someone get if someone goes down injured in football, oh, fucking good Gabby. Oh, that, that does me. I didn't that bit. And another thing, when the Six Nations is on as well, they'll be on in the pub instead of football. So you'd be like ushered away to watch football in a different room because the Six Nations is on, like Italy versus France. And I think, well, like, ugh, like nobody really. And again, it's, it gets people and people the, the rugby shirts as well annoy me. People with their rugby shirts tucked into their jeans. <laughs> the I mean, yeah. A lot oh, of my mates are, are passionate rugby fans, so I'm probably alienating them all. Um probably if they all know, I think like this anyway. So all right, that's all right then. Uh, Rich, what was yours again? Uh, people walk around the pub or leave a pub or walk anyway oh. with a cigarette behind their. Well, I've I've never yes. seen I've never ever seen that, but I'm going for that. Over, You'll notice uh, it now. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm going for Rich. So it's down to you now, Andy. Probably so I have to go. Well, well I mean, I suppose. Well, <laughs> I have to go with Rich out of solidarity, really, because yeah. he went for rugby. So okay, so so uh, the the most obscure room of doom entry possibly ever has gone into the room of doom. So congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Rich. So I bought yeah. it, I bought it to your mind. It's like you're you're now, and it won you up. I just want to. I just want. Let's just go into overtime, Rich. You've Rich. You've won. But a couple of others I I thought of, which I'll I'll use up now. Um, people, and I say people, it's mainly my wife, um, who don't, who don't concentrate on something you're watching, but say, why are you watching this rubbish? You ever have that rich where you put something on and you want to share it with a loved one and they're sat there on their phone and say, well, this is crap. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before they even, yeah. Like you say, before they even took the subject matter and they've already written off as shit and they're, yeah, they're on their phone. Oh, it's got replies message me. Yeah, I, I I give up trying to watch things with uh, the wife or or the kids. Really, that's why I got I got TV in this garden room, so I kind of tuck myself away if I, want, if I want to enjoy something. Pretty much, there's nothing live. worse watching. There's nothing worse than watching a comedy in the same room with somebody and they don't laugh. Yeah, Do you know I mean, because like, it makes you laugh more when someone else is laughing. I think exactly. And like this country, we we used to when we used to record back in the old days when we used to record in person. <laughs> Um, we would stick just stick that on, wouldn't we, at the end of each yeah. podcast, something like that. And the three of us would just be sat there absolutely pissing ourselves. Yeah, I'd show nice that to share to, a comedy. Yeah, I'd show that to someone else. Um, and they would just say it wasn't funny. Clearly yeah. it is. Um Andy, well, no, are you I've with sh- us? I've been, sorry, I've been I've been shown Cara Hello Ladies because she watched the, the Outlaws, Steve Merchant. I I showed her Hello Ladies. Oh, she yeah. got no, she got she got into that, watched three episodes, she likes that. Yeah, it's nice when you show somebody a comedy and they like it as well, isn't it? Where did you find that? I think it's on Netflix now. It's on one of the. Oh, is it? All oh, right, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's on Netflix. Andy, you've it's, on you, of, it's on one of the platforms anyway. Have you experienced <laughs> that pain? Yeah, well, I mean, I, my wife doesn't really appreciate the sort of stuff I find funny. So I'll, I like stuff like um, WrestleMania. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I'll get on to wrestling in a minute, but yeah, but no, she, like, I, I enjoy stuff like, um, like Vic and Bob and things like that and Bottom and the young ones. I mean, that's all from like yeah. older times, but, and stuff like Alan Partridge, I don't think she quite, she doesn't really find that funny. <laughs> I don't know why. She, but, she, like, she likes Partridge, uh, wife, she likes Partridge, she likes, yeah, uh, the youngest likes Bottom. I mean, Comet Relief. Do you, ever, do you watch Comet Relief Presents? Uh, not Comet, yeah, Comet Strips Presents, right? Never oh, yeah, yeah. Presents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been trying. I got a DVD of all of them. I'm just dying to get those on, but they just fall on deaf ears. Like yeah, Mister Jolly Lives Next Door, one of the best comedies of all time. You yeah, ever seen, you ever seen that one? On? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember obviously growing up watching yeah. like the, the comic strip stuff and the 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 um what was the one where they were the they were the rock band Bad News Bad News yeah yeah yeah. But that was what I grew up. I mean, I was probably shouldn't have been watching it at the time because I would have been like five or six. But my parents were like, my mum was only sort of early 20s when I was like a kid. So she was a kid herself, really. So she yeah. was like, stick it on, watch this, I'm watching it. So I got into young ones, that sort yeah, of thing. Really, well, really. my youngest, she's only 13. She watches bottom things like that. She's been watching yeah. it for a few years. So yeah, it's, like, it's harm- harmless fun, isn't it? Things like that. It's slapstick, isn't it, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, so that was one. The other one was, so I working from home is I'm pretty much still working from home. I'll be going in the odd day here and there every week. Um, but when, when again, it's about my wife, she didn't listen. She said, could you just, 
could you just do this or could you just have have one of the kids for half an hour well no i've just come in to get a cup of tea i've just come in to use the toilet i'm still working but is that fact that you're at home they think that you're fair game yeah. Yeah. Uh, rich you must have had that Oh yeah, I get it. She comes up here and she'll have a go. Now she say, "Well, wouldn't the kids done this?" I say, "Well, I, I didn't come to your work, do I? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't drive to your place and <laughs> stick the head through the window because you know, she works. At, she works at a local tea shop. I didn't. I didn't ride there slagging off the kids. No, I, no, pretend I'm not here. I'm like, yeah, you say like we got the house next door. They just moved out, so they're in between people at the minute. The house is empty. She goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah I had time to cut those trees. Yeah, have you?" I said, "Because I was, I was going to hop over the fence and cut their trees back. So they're massive." Right. I'm at work. Even though I'm here, I am working. I can't just disappear for like an hour. I'm and actually working. The best one is is on the morning. What are you doing today? It's like she's asking me <laughs> in in the roundabout way whether I've got any time to do this, that, or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Absolute classics. Um, Andy, obviously you're you've always been going into the office, I guess, so to speak, for throughout the pandemic. Yeah. So the pair of us, my wife's a physio. She she's just gone to work in a, a rehab place. So she's kind of left the NHS, but still works for Serona, which are like the the company that run a lot of the community stuff. But during the whole pandemic, we our our work hasn't changed; it's been the same. So, but I mean, a lot of my mates have been my well, couple of my mates work for the MOD, and they've still not gone back to the office now. And again, during the time when it was when the kids were off school as well and the schools were shut, I mean, a lot of them found it just mentally, uh, like so hard, not being able to go anywhere. Obviously at that point you can do anything. Stuck inside all day with the kids trying to work as well. Mm. Um, so in obviously as, as hard as our job's been the last sort of, uh, you know, 18 months, our lives from that sort of point haven't really, haven't really changed. We still had that. And I've been thankful for that in a way. I've still been able to get out of the house especially yeah. back sort of this time last year, I've still gone out the house, seeing different people every day, sort of three, four days a week, and still had the sort of sense of normality where everybody else was kind of, that was gone for them, so. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was yeah. Diff- it was difficult, that period when they were doing homeschooling. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So trying to do my work, then obviously make sure they're doing their work, and yeah, oh, dad, dad. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard work. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, fair play to you, mate, in all seriousness, um, putting yourself out there. And uh, yeah, plowing on basically. Um, yeah. One uh, other segment that we've got that we do is recommendations. Um, Rich, I'll let you go first. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is a repeat of mine. This is the, the orange. I think this is a series three of the program. It's called Your Homemade Perfect. You've ever heard of that on BBC? Nope. Hosted by Angela Scalon. It's basically a couple each each week. They got a. Their house isn't really what they want, as well as it knows. It's not meeting their needs as a home. So, um, you know, it might be the storage space, might be the they let the house. You know, they've gone years and years trying to. I should we do this? I should do that. And they, yeah, you get two designers who kind of visit their house, look at you now, obviously map up things out, and then they're taken into like a, a VR room. They put these things on, and all of a sudden the house. They're stood in there, what they can see is their real house. Then all of a sudden, it, all the walls are fall down. And they'd be the new design that each designer's done. And then they have to choose which designer they want to go with. And then they'll have it done built for real. So they've got a budget before they go in there. So they, they say what budget they got, how much they can spend. The designer will, the designer will have that on his mind of uh, the budget they got, what they want to achieve in this house. And it's really good how they can, how 
how the VR bit's really good, how you see how they do it, and then the, the final build is good. So it's just worth oh. watching. Just any ideas for your own houses, things like that. It's just a good, good little show. A couple of questions. Um, question one, have you ever tried or will you ever buy a virtual reality headset? I did try one a few years ago. My mate had one when it's kind of the, is it, I can't remember what it's called. Thing. VR. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's Oc- one Oc- Oculus. Yeah, that one. You have one of those. You had a massive like PC. You had to have a massive PC tower to run it. You have, the, you have these sensors in each corner of your room, so you can obviously know how much space you can walk in. Like a grid would come up as you're doing it. Mm. It was amazing. I guess that really kind of come down price-wise to have people do it all the time. But well, well, it was they, some of the games. You had these two handles. Some of the games were amazing. Yeah, they, they've moved on a bit since then. You, you, it's just all in the headset now. You haven't got to have a, a big de- desktop. I had one for a month. Um and was mainly playing paintball on it, which, oh, yeah. was, which was fantastic. And Creed as well, you know, the Rocky film yeah, yeah. Creed. And again, as you say, fantastic. You, you've literally got these two things and they're boxing gloves, but you can do uppercuts and swing, swing away, etc. cetera. Um, but I'd, I'd highly recommend it. It's, it, it did give me motion sickness, um, but uh, I, I, did, I did get used to it. But yeah, oh. thank you. I do recommend having a go. The other question I had was um, these these programs, like your program and like, you know, um, what was it? DIY SOS or whatever. Oh, yeah, no. What's the other? Designs. Yeah, all that sort of thing. I think it might be slightly different for that one. But for your program, you say about their budget and all of that. Do they, does the program not give them any money? I don't know. They don't have a... They ever never divulge that that we'll give you a few quid. But what's in it for the what's in it for them? What the designers? I would want I someone to come into my house. If you're gonna come in my house and help me get it how I want it, the perfect house or whatever it was called, I want you to pay for the for the for the, all the changes as well. Well, hang on, we'd all be we'd all be doing that, wouldn't we? If that was the case. Well, the there's, channel, there's, uh, obviously waiting, your, there's obviously a waiting list of people yeah, trying yeah. to get in. Any, any time that Ari could phone up and say, oh, my house is a shit hole because I can't bother to tie it up. Can you fix it for me? No, I think they got a budget. Either 50 grand, 100 grand. They're willing to spend on it. Might go over the budget a bit, but uh, hmm. no, it's okay. not all charity patch. Got to pay any, these things, mate. Any questions for Rich, Andy, on any of that? No, no, no. Have you got the address? I can I can email in to get them to come into my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> something on something BBC.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. Perfect it's, pads. Perfect it's, pads, it's, right. It's, I, I just quite enjoy watching these programs, these grand design things and seeing the start to the finish. Uh, Rich, because... I, I think that now is the perfect opportunity for you to to put forward your um we haven't heard about your perfect pour for a while and how, how that's going. <laughs> well I, I, when did I invent it about I can say about 12 years ago, I reckon. He's actually got a patent pending on something that's never been produced, Andy. Do you want to tell Okay. Tell tell Andy the full story? Well, how it how it came about, you know the you know these you know the big two-liter bottles of Coke or any any yeah. uh, fizzy drink is are, are available. When you when you're the, the first one to open it and it's a bit fizzy already, and you're trying to pour it into a glass, mm-hmm. so you, and you want to maintain the 45 degree angle, don't you? Otherwise you get a massive head on it. Not unlike yourself. What does everybody <laughs> want? <laughs> hey! oh, but, um, <laughs> I don't come on this show to be, uh, <laughs> to be uh, so, insulted. So yeah. if you, they're quite big, these bowls for kids, etc. 
And I thought, I can, I can, what can I invent to maintain that 45 degree angle whilst the glass is still just on the on the worktop rather than me holding it? Yeah. I, I took a shoehorn, right? Okay. I just yeah. placed placed it in the glass and then poured the Coke onto the shoehorn. So that was, and then it, I got a head-free drink. So I painted it. I designed it. Went to a place in Salisbury who <laughs> done it, who done it, the, the, the fine line drawings of it and done a prototype pictures made me one and then i sent it off to the patent house where it is and just it's just been sat since i wrote to coke sent about it has even shaped the curvature of it is shaped the same as a bottle so if you if you kind of say you're trying to sell it in a shop it would be stuck on the side of the bottle for stocking but no like okay easy stacking purposes i thought yeah. you know, it's made of plastic you could have you know when the world cup's on you can have england shirts on it you can have scotland shirts if they ever qualify Mine's you big, have, and it ain't made of plastic <laughs> You can have you can have all sorts of stuff on it, yeah. It can be good a good marketing tool. I yeah. wrote to I wrote to Coke from a good letter, done it, even sent a picture of it, and they just said, "Oh, we do things like that in house," and that was it. They just kind of just poo pooed it. So they can't they can't do it now though because you've got the patent for it. Exactly, yeah. But it, it was kind of cost me a fair bit of money, and I was in between jobs at the time, so the kind of wife kind of oh stop chasing this kind of dream. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe I should have resurrected. I don't know. Maybe I should. Rich brains, perfect poor. It was called. I think yeah. you probably should. Yeah, on, Dragon, Dragon's Den or anything like that. Or, uh... no, I thought that they, they rip me to shreds, Rich. But what I did want to do, I didn't want to start a company and make it. I would, just, I just want to sell the the, the patent to somebody and just like yeah. get, get royalties or a one-off payment for it. I don't want, I don't want to start a factory and start a bloody business that makes it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd pay good money to yeah. see you on Dragon's Den, Rich. That'd be so absolutely. So I had a pint glass version and a tumbler version. So there's two different sizes. Okay, it's good. Yeah. I think so, yeah, I think now, that's, now, the back, that's on the back runner. Yeah, I think you should drop the the rich browns bit in the rich browns perfect pour. That that might be um, a little bit much, but yeah, I don't know where a perfect pour. Did you trademark yeah, I, the I, name I, as well? I think I just I did just call it perfect pour. I didn't I didn't call it rich browns. Just... Yeah. So you trademarked the name and the design. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, no, I don't. Can't remember that. Just the, just the design. I think. Okay. Fine. All right. Well, if anyone's listening and wants to, you know. Has got any interest and wants to help Rich take that forward? Then I think he's he's all ears. Any any investors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Efficient. So to so to celebrate Steve Merchant's new program on uh, BBC, I've done a Bristol quiz. Okay. So the, hang on. Okay. We haven't we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> your recommendation Scotland. was not the outlaws. Let's just get that right. Oh yeah, is your homemade perfect? <laughs> I've got you. T- I've got you too. <laughs> I thought you two might get involved. Um, yeah. So hang on a minute. Right. We started. BBC I player. There's right, two. Yeah. There's three series. There's, like, there's even a. There's even a your garden may perfect as well. You've jumped to the outlaws. I don't quite. I, I don't quite know what's I'll going just, on. I just. I just. I just trying to shoehorn my uh, Bristol quiz in. Shoehorn. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's you right. twice in one conversation. Okay. So so your second recommendation is the outlaws. And and you've got a quiz about it. Is that what you wanted to say? A quiz like Bristol. Okay, go on then. But yeah, but you can do. Have you t- have you t- have you two got recommendations or? Well, yeah, that's kind of how the segment works. But you've railroaded it with a quiz. All right, eh? <laughs> All right I'll, I'll do my quiz then. Go on then. Ten go questions. Okay. All right. Okay. Hands on your hands on your buzzers. What is this? Finger on buzzers. All right. Name I, or yeah. I'm. What, what? <laughs> it's questions. For, yeah. It's on. questions about Bristol. Yes. All right. Just right, shut yeah. your name out if you think you know the answer. Okay, right. Okay. All right. Yep. Everyone, question one. 
what is the last name of the merchant who started a wine and sherry blending business in 1796? He's got a famous Bristol cream. Oh. <laughs> Harvey. Patch. Exactly. Andy. That's my name. Sorry. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. I was saying, what are you I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, said, I, said, I, I said my name yeah. and I was going to say Harvey. He and did, then he yeah. just said Harvey. Bloody <laughs> yeah. hell. Right. Give him the point. Maybe his name's Harvey. Right, That's Harvey. my middle name. That's my middle name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Question two. The first ever solid chocolate bar was produced in Bristol in 1847 Patch. by who? Patch. Uh, Mr. Fry. Well, just name of the company. If you're... Fry's Chocolate. Yeah, Fry's is correct. <laughs> Thank right, you. That was just his name. Oh, I don't know. One all. This is an easy one, this next one. Question three. You'll, you'll, get it in, you'll get it in the first two words. Which Hollywood star Patrick. was born? Andy. Cary Grant. Correct. Yeah. Born in Horfield in 1904. B-A-R. All right. 2-1 two, two, to Andy. Everyone who's listening now knows that I said Patch first, but anyway, carry on. Not on that one. Not on that one, you didn't. Unless you're on a time delay. You must be on you a time delay. You keep freezing. You're on a time delay. Wi-Fi up to scratch. Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Right. Uh, so now at the same time. One, two, three. Now. Matt. <laughs> okay, now, I that. okay, now where are you, Australia? Right. What? Question four. Shut up, Pat. The production of what prototype began in 1965? Andy. Andy. I was going to say Concord. <laughs> Correct. Okay, right. That's three one to Andy after four questions. Right, Patch? What's he doing? Yeah, he's vanished. Oh, this should be easy then. <laughs> Question five. Can you still hear me? Yeah, but you keep freezing and like as if you're like, yeah, Andy, I'm freezing and I'm not freezing. Oh, I don't, oh, it is quite cold out here, and our screens are quite high res. Yeah, am I high res in your eyes, and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely, mate. Yeah, yeah. too too high res to be honest. Well, yeah. It's a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right, Patch? Mm-hmm. 19th century, a Bristol-born politician was shocked by overloaded boats and campaigned for safer ships. What was his name? Patch. Patch? I was just checking you could still hear me, that was all. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, he's got a bridge named after him in Bristol. Plimpsoul. Yeah, first name? Dunlop. Sam, Samuel Plimpsoul. Of I don't course. know if you know. Do you know the Plimpsoul line? Do you know that invention? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was named after him. Do you know the, do you know the Plimpsoul line, And No. On the side of a boat, there'd be a line. And okay. if, that goes, if that goes below the water, it's over, that boat's overloaded. You're in trouble. Right. right. Was, was a shoe named after him as well? Or? I don't know. Might yeah. have been the Plimp Souls. Was it a patch? Yep. Yeah. Number six. I can't believe it. 
Which railway company founded in 1833? Patch. Go on, Patch. The Great Western Railway. Correct. Okay. What's the score? That's three all, isn't it? Three all, isn't it? That's three all, isn't it? Three all. <laughs> seven. Question seven. Which non-metropolitan and ceremonial county existed between 1974? Andy. Andy. Avon. Avon is correct. Mm. 1974 Ooh. and 1996. Question eight. What, until Tudor times, was called the Severn Seas? Not the seven, Severn Seas. Sea. Sorry. Bristol Channel. Different. Correct. For all. It's getting exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Question nine. Which popular soft drink was invented in Bristol? Patch. Patch. Ribena. Correct. Takes the lead. First oh, time. I didn't know that. First time this game. Didn't know that. Last chance to equalize and back from the cold. Question 10. In which small town near Bristol was JK Rowlingborn? Andy. Andy. Yate. Yate is correct. <laughs> that was a guess. That's <laughs> five all. I mean, do I, do I try and find a tiebreak at it or? Yeah, find a tiebreak whilst I do my recommendation. Um, right. Okay. So I've been watching the, a program on Netflix called Made, M A I D. Uh, it stars uh, Andy McDowell and Andy McDowell's daughter. Uh, very good. Uh, it's every episode is quite depressing, but it, I, I don't know why I keep watching it. To be fair, my wife's really enjoying it. Um, it's hard hitting. Uh, a, a girl's basically trying to escape her her boyfriend, who is uh, subjecting her to a form of domestic violence. But her life just spirals and spirals and spirals. And yeah, it's um, it's it certainly makes you thankful for what you've got. Let's put it that way. She's got a young kid who she can't provide for. And yeah, it just it's just a bit of a reality check. So uh, I'd recommend it. It's one that you can watch with your partner, which there isn't <laughs> there isn't many of those for, for me and my wife, because she'll only watch romantic comedies and uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really good watch. And I think we're up to episode eight now. Uh, I think there's only one season so far. So, uh, so yeah, made M A I D on Netflix. Andy, what have you? Uh, what are you going to recommend? Well, I mean, I spent most of my time watching really bad wrestling in the moment. I don't really get a chance to watch anything sort of new. I've, I've been watching, going back and watching every episode of Prisoner Cell Block H uh, oh, wow. recently, like the original series. So, I mean, we can. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, though. To be honest, where but, did you find that? It's on the Daily Motion. Oh, okay. The video streaming site. Yeah. So, um, but I've also started rewatching. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, the Shield, not the Marvel Shield, the uh, sort of two thousands American Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and no, no, no. This is not wrestling related. No. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was sort of two two uh, thousands American sort of police drama. Okay. Um. It was kind of around the same time as the Sopranos and the Wires. Sort of went underneath the radar a little bit. Was, um, the, was the guy from Breaking Bad in that the the bold cop? 
I can't remember his name in Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, he looks like him. He looks Hank from Breaking Hank. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, he's um, he, he, he doesn't like him. Yeah, no, okay. I can't think of anybody who's really famous that's been in it. Um, there's like various people. I think there was like seven seasons. There was one season where, um, Glenn Close was in it. Another season where Forrest Whitaker was in it. So people were sort of coming in and out, being seasons. But um, it was on. It was being shown on. Channel 5 and it was available on their sort of on-demand service. It's on Prime every okay. episode. But I definitely recommend that. It's good. It's quite a gritty sort of American cop drama from the 2000s. But nice. yeah, if you've not seen that before, recommend and, that. And Andy, I don't know if you've watched Squid Games. Have you been dragged into that? I haven't watched Squid Games. Uh, it's did, pretty good. I'm, my uh, eldest, she goes to... Um, so she's like in the junior, isn't it, of her school? So she's seven. And we had an email about the Squid Games <laughs> from the school. God. So that the kids were, the older kids were like re- trying to reenact stuff from the Squid Games. Oh my God. Um, and it's to quite, make sure that. It's quite yeah. graphic in a, in a kind of, in like a, you ever seen the film Jackass, that kind of. Yeah, well, not yeah. Okay, no, Kick Ass, sorry. Never Kick Ass, the film? Yeah, Kick-ass. yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of gory like that, like a comedy way, kind of. Like yeah. Blood, blood spattering everywhere and like a. Obviously quite graphic, but mm. comical. Yeah, yeah. Like Kill Bill. I think mm. you. I think you'll like it, Andy. It's like, like basically yeah. like a last man standing match, basically. But if you are going to okay. watch it, if you are going to watch it, watch it in Korean, but with English subtitles. Don't don't watch the dub version because it's horrendous. Okay. Of course, I just shut myself. Let me door bang on the bang on the window. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the dog in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just Who got smarties? Just been to a Halloween party. Not yeah. really. What have you come as? We're, we're, we're live. <laughs> You're going out to thousands and millions. Yeah, I don't know that Right. Get out of the studio. I thought you had a lock <laughs> put on that door, Rich. Yeah, I thought they're right. Come on. It all happens here. This is like an episode of Forever Bristol City. Right, don't that tiebreak question? Yeah, got them. What year and the close, closest wins year was Bristol Temper Meads open? Oh. Anyway. 1892. No. Um, no, <laughs> we did get it on the nose right now. <laughs> <laughs> quite impressive, wasn't it? Um, it's the closest, closest say... ever wins. Uh, I'll say. 1891. Well, 1840 it was, so... Okay. Andy wins by a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's good tactics, huh? Thanks. Yeah. I really should have waited for Andy, shouldn't I? As we uh, appear to be struggling with with technological Wi-Fi problems at some point here, um, I just want to say big thanks, Andy, for coming on. Um, It was a pleasure to come on your podcast, and uh, it's been an absolute joy to, to just chat about whatever we want and not have any real structure like we have on on the other show so uh yeah thanks a lot yeah. for coming on mate yeah, no it's great a, thanks for having me been a good night yeah. yeah and rich we will speak again soon uh, actually some breaking news uh well, no. n- next not week person no ne- <laughs> next week <laughs> Imagine, we've, yeah. <laughs> we've got one of the stars of Stephen merchant's outlaws coming on uh next week so um christopher walken I can't say who. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we we will um, 
we will talk more about Stephen Merchant's Outlaws next week and we can discuss our thoughts on it then. But uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, I think yeah. I'm three episodes in now. I think, is it is there four yeah, available? Well, no, there's only three. But, so next week, next Monday, episode three will be on TV and four will be available on iPlayer. So cool. All right. There will be a headline player. Yeah. So if you haven't done so, check it out and we'll hear more about it next week. But for now, thanks everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back again soon. Andy, take care. And if people want to check you out, is it at Bang Bang Podcast? It definitely is. Yeah. At Bang Bang Podcast. We talk about wrestling. Don't let that put you off though. We talk about other stuff like music and just general daft stuff. And it is, it's just like two idiots having a chat basically. So um, yeah, check us out at Bang Bang Podcast on all the good podcasts apps and some bad ones as well so yeah absolutely thanks, and you'll uh, rich rich you'll enjoy the world of sport one so check that one out and uh, yeah, as, it, rich. as andy says it's not just about wrestling so uh, there's some some good good conversation and uh, little quiz bits in there as well so check it out everyone and we'll be back soon take care good night yes, guys thanks